Welcome to Pushroom Life After Injury Podcast, recorded June 16, 2014. Episode 43, Push Girl Mia Shaikowitz. I'm Ray Pizarro. I'm Richard Bow. We want to thank our audience for being with us. These podcasts were created to talk about spinal cord injury-related topics, disability resources, and also spotlight individuals that found ways to get past their challenges and are now a great source of inspiration. On this episode, our friend Mia will share her story and also her experience as one of the Push Girls, as seen on the Sundance channel. Welcome, Mia. Thank you. So glad to be here. Glad you can make it out. Uh, before we get started, we would like to introduce our guest host for today is uh, Jessica Brito. Welcome, Jessica. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here, girl. Uh, so, yeah, um, let's kick it off, shall we? Hey, so Mia, we'll start with you. Um, how did you get injured and... In, uh where did you do rehab? I got injured when I was 15 from a, similar to an aneurysm. It's called an AVM, an arterial venous malformation that ruptured in my spinal cord. And I did rehab at Atlanta, Georgia at Shepherd Center. Okay. And how was it? Was it uh... Shepherd was amazing. Shepherd okay. was probably the best experience for me because I went in there thinking my life was over. I thought that I didn't have you know, anything to look forward to. I thought, you know, I wasn't going to be able to do anything again and learn independence. And Shepard told me the complete opposite. They showed me everything I could do and they really pushed me to be who I was, who was someone that really, you know, valued independence and helped me get on with my life. Awesome. Yeah. So what um, is your level of injury? Um, I actually have a few different levels. I had a couple AVMs. So the one that was at the top was a T6, um, and then I also had one at T910, so they had to go in and remove both of them. So I'm incomplete, but I also have um, different feelings on different levels. So I'm kind of all of a mismosh of, uh, of levels, so to speak. Cool. And then um, what did you do when you first got home? Were you scared and... Was it a hard transition? or? Oh, yeah. I remember, um, I guess two months in, they started letting us go home for the weekends. And I would go home and beg my parents to take me back to the hospital because I was so uncomfortable right. being in my old home and it not feeling the same and not knowing how to do things the same way. And I lived on a, in a three-story house. Oh, so no. my parents had to get a, a chairlift in there that I was not familiar with, but it also went really, really slowly. Oh. <laughs> so just going up the stairs to my room was you know, very unfamiliar and frustrating. And um, so it took a little bit of time for me to get used to you know my old life again um so yeah when i first got home i wasn't you know so thrilled but then once i started getting back into my old routine you know going back to high school and and doing things that i did before everything started to become normal again right and you were able to graduate you know on time and yeah I, I went stuff. back to high school and graduated on time and you know looking back on it I thought getting paralyzed at 15 was actually probably the worst timing um, at the time I felt that way and now looking back on it I, I think it was actually really good timing for me because I was able to get back to myself and and feel comfortable and then you know graduate high school and then go away to college I wanted to go away from home and experience what it was like to live in the real world so to speak where people didn't know me me, you know, before my injury, that people were just going to see me as someone in a wheelchair. So, wow, 
college. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, doing college in a chair seems, I don't know, just just weird to me. Yeah, well, for me, it was, it was very scary. Uh, I think, you know, for the main reason that I was going to go into this place where people didn't know me as Mia before, they were just going to see somebody in a chair. And um, when I went to the, to the college to check it out, I actually saw a mural um, where someone had wrote something kind of derogatory about somebody in a wheelchair. And oh, so no. it almost scared me away when I first saw that because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, oh gosh, is this what the world sees? And I didn't know if I was ready for it. But, you know, I, it was my plan um, before I got injured and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to let the chair hold me back from anything I wanted to do in life. So I pushed forward and went, went anyways. And the first experience I had was rushing a sorority there, um, where I had to go and had an interview in about 16 different houses, and none of them were accessible. And I had to, you know, meet these girls that you never knew anyone in a chair, mostly for the first time, and you know, exert myself and just be who I was. And through that experience, it really taught me that you know, whatever you put out there is what people are going to see and pick up, and that's how they're going to view you. And they're not going to see the chair if you don't let it be something of a big deal. So, once I started, you know, acting, you know, as I should, as the chair not being a big deal, other people didn't see it as a big deal, and that was the beginning of my whole life, um, starting off on my own and towards independence. Cool. Now, yeah, after after you know a while of. of being with people, it, it it becomes an afterthought. You know, they, they start focusing was what's on your mind and what's in your heart and and later you just just Mia. That's you know? exactly and, right. And it it feels good when you can make that transition. Um, yeah, and you learn that from other people's experiences. I know I think my first boyfriend, um, at the time he, he had mentioned that his parents, you know, had asked him, they said, Well, mm-hmm. you know, what what is the wheelchair? How does that hinder her? And he's mm-hmm. like She's literally the same. She's like everybody else. Maybe she can't walk. That's it. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, things are different, but it doesn't change the person as a human being. So I think once people are opened up to that experience and that, and that world, they see something completely different. And now my best friends are, are some of the people that never knew me walking before. And I, I really think that's a really cool um, way of introducing people to something that they never knew of is just showing them how your life is the same. Yeah, I didn't notice that some of my friends were apprehensive uh, at first when I got home. And then they realized, oh, he's still the same crazy dude. (laughs) That's what people in my high school said. I I remember being really afraid to go back into my school, thinking, oh, gosh, they're going to see me as different. And this first day that I went into school, I heard someone walk walk away from me and say, she's the same, just sitting down. And I'm like, exactly. And that is, you know, it really is true. Did you feel like being in college, like, because nobody knew you before, that you weren't being compared to see if you were the same? Exactly. I think yes. And I think that's one of the things that I appreciated is it was a clean slate. And it was almost an experience. It was almost like I would I would say my own experiment in a way to just see you know how I was going to be able to do that because I knew that I wanted to even move to LA after college and so if I couldn't survive in college you know how am I going to move across the country and start in a whole big city where I didn't know anybody else either so it was you know my first test I would say and I you know I tested myself you know and and I actually put put myself out there to see what would happen and you know pleasantly I found out that it really was up to me it was up to me what um what personality I put out there is what other people were going to be drawn to. So, yeah. regardless of the chair, 
Wow, you moved all the way to L.A. That must yes. have been a trip. Yes, it was. I drove out here with one of my girlfriends that I met in college. And uh, that in itself was a trip. <laughs> um, right. we were no pun in, intended. Yeah, we were in her little um, Saturn coupe. And uh, we just took what we could fit in the car, basically, and, and drove out here. And uh, it was interesting finding a place to live at first because there weren't a lot of places that were accessible. Exactly. In my brain, I had always pictured L.A. to be really modern and new. And mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be all accessible. Mm-hmm. And when no. I got here, I found the complete opposite. <laughs> I found it actually more um, inaccessible than Atlanta and Florida, where I had previously lived. So it was kind of, you know a little bit daunting at first to say, oh gosh, we have to find a place to live in a week and nothing's accessible. Yeah, no, this is an old city. It is. And we found an apartment. It was funny though, we found it, we drove by a sign and and we said, well, maybe that's cool. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't have my chair at the time because we had left it at her cousin's house because we didn't think we were going to be stopping anywhere. We were just going to go through a drive-thru. So she had to pick me up and carry me into the house to give me the tour because we knew we had to jump on it. So she's carrying me around style. the house. Yeah, yeah, and she's like carrying me around the house so I can see everything. And I didn't even notice until after we signed that there were two steps to get in it. Oh. So I had to figure out how to manage that, and it was hard because it was in a driveway. Mm. So we couldn't just lay a ramp there and keep it there the right. whole time. So I had to figure out how to make our ramp, and then I learned how to jump down some stairs. Um, to make things a little bit more quicker on a everyday basis, so that was my first experience living in a an accessible apartment on my own. <laughs> and you moved to LA because you knew you wanted to pursue acting, or no? Originally, I I had just an instinct to move here. It really had nothing to do with you know acting or entertainment. I uh, I majored in production in college, um, so I moved out here and I ended up working in um, a recording studio first. And so things kind of went from there, and then I decided I wanted to um, get a degree in graphic design. So I went back and got a certificate in that while I worked in, in radio. And, you know, at that point, I moved into graphic design and started being a project manager and doing that for a living. But I have to say, throughout my entire experience in those jobs, I would always write down in my journal, like, this is great and very fulfilling, but I also feel that there's another um, thing inside me that I really want to pursue, and that's um, opening up eyes um, to open up the mass audience of um, people's awareness through the mass media to mm-hmm. let people know, you know, that, you know, we are the same and, and we don't have to be discriminated against and, and people just have to see us as real people. And I didn't know how to go about that because every audition, so to speak, if we did go out and try to do something in the media, they were all very stereotypical and perpetuating these negative stereotypes, which I didn't want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So I never knew how it was going to manifest, but I always knew it was a dream of mine to be able to do something that ended up being Push Girls, which is kind of interesting how... Uh, that kind of fell into our laps in that sense. Yeah, how did that come about? Well, I had originally met Angela um, through an acting class at her house, um, and then I met uh, Autie at an audition. She tried to recruit me for her dance team, and uh, we became friends, and then we all met Tiffany um, a few years later, 
And we just really clicked, and we all basically had the same mission, and that was to open up people's minds and um, and make this world a little bit more accommodating, so to speak, through the minds. Right. Um, and so we started, you know, going out and doing public speaking, and um, and Angela, you know, really pushed us to be, you know, core as a group um, to re- to be able to have a, a, a mission behind not only our friendship but also doing something proactive for the community. So, um, you know, she had suggested that uh, we do a show to a producer, and the producer said, yeah, let me, let me meet the other girls, and here we are, you know, two seasons later, it, it really manifested from there, and I have to, you know, give credit to Angela, who really put, put that, you know, initial vision out there for all of us, and it was, you know, a dream come true for a lot of us, and also for a lot of other people that really wanted you know, something to be in the media spotlight so mm-hmm. that we can have something that um, that represents something positive, right. um, which we haven't seen a lot of. So, so, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. so um, it being a reality show, you're portraying your life every day. Like, how does that feel? I know in maybe probably like the second episode or something, you shot a scene where you're in a bathtub transferring, like... How does it feel to expose yourself that much? Yeah, you know, I think out of all the girls, I had, you know, probably the most apprehension about it because naturally I'm a very private person. I'm a little bit more shy. And um, and like I said, because I had that dream of mine, I knew that if something happened where I did need to give up my privacy or I did need to be more in, in the spotlight, so to speak, was going to be worth it if I had to release that to be able to make a difference. So, yes, it was a challenge, but it was also for a good purpose. And, yeah, I would have never thought in a million years that I would be showing how I shower on national television. Um, But, you know, looking at it when I had that opportunity, you know, I do get a lot of questions about how do you shower, and people are so afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. And that's what our show really wanted to do is answer these questions that people are so afraid to ask. And when people are afraid, they're going to stay afraid and they're not going to be able to open up and they're not going to feel comfortable with people that are different from them. So mm-hmm. the more I could do and the more I could push myself to be more open was just going to help the cause. So that's what I did. You know, when I had those those moments, I said, well, here's just another opportunity, you know, and here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super amazing how uh, when you uh, invite people into our adaptive ecosystem, if you will, and see what um, how we get around, how our morning routine is, how we transfer, how everything takes a little bit more time to do in the mornings, uh, how we drive. All of a sudden, they look at you as a super person in some kind of way, right? Like, wow, you know, they kind of compare themselves a little bit and say, my life isn't so bad. That broken toe that I had, mm, compared to this girl, she she's limited in and challenged in a lot of more ways, right? And and here you are doing all these things and changes people's perspective of of what it is to be to have an injury or a, uh, having this challenge, you know. And just wonderful. I'm I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, I think that also what's interesting is you know people do get a different perspective, and then but to us it's normal, yeah. right? <laughs> like we don't yeah. even think about the time. We don't no. even think about the extra. We're mm-hmm. just doing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny how people think that. Um, that we really are, you know, so challenged in everything we do when we really are just doing what we do because we do, because we want to keep going and keep living. So it becomes routine. Exactly. Becomes routine. Yeah. Yeah, just like brushing your teeth in the morning or yes. at night. 
Yes. You know, it's just you don't think twice. And I think uh, the show shows a lot of normality in our lives, too, because you guys do so many things that everybody else does that the audience can see, okay, they're just like us type of thing. Yeah, like relationships and, you know, partying, going out. Yes, and, yes. and I think that, you know, a lot of um, people that aren't familiar with our world will will feel bad for us and they pity us because they think we're limited and they think that we yeah. can't do those normal things. Mm-hmm. They think, oh gosh, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've all probably experienced going out to a club and someone comes up and is like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing yeah. you made it out here tonight. Good for you, you know? It's like, huh? Oh my you God. Know? I'm just out here partying like everybody else. And, yeah. and it really is um, something that was really important to show that, yeah, we don't even think about it. We do just like, you know, we do things just like everybody else, and we're not limited. We're, if we want to do something, we're going to do it, regardless of yeah. the chair. I think we have a very powerful, um, not responsibility, but at the same time, being out and exposed to people. I tell people all the time, rolling down the street, and people behind you, just seeing what you're doing, just crossing the street or whatever, we're, we inspire them in, in their lives. And we don't even know how many people we touch just by going to the liquor store. Am I right? Right. I totally agree with you, and that's exactly why I feel that this happened for a reason Mm -hmm. and that I feel it's a gift. And it's for that exact thing is that, you know, I think about, you know, just going and pumping my own gas at a gas station. That may make someone think for one second, you know, about, you know, their lives and put things in perspective. And I didn't even talk to them, you know. Um, So I think that is, you know, being visible and the more we get out there and live our lives in in normal circumstances, the more we show others that, hey, you don't have to pity us. You don't have to feel sorry for us. Yeah, I know when uh, Ray and I go out to a club, we we destroy the dance floor. We I am not surprised. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going with y'all next time. Oh, man. It will be an experience. Yes, it will. We would close it down. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, we're just still the same people. Yeah. And uh, it's, um, uh, you know, before I got injured, I never even thought about, you know, I didn't know anybody in a chair, really. I didn't. You know, so, and it's interesting that now that I am injured, I see that it's really no no big deal. I'm still the same person. Some mobility issues, but other than that, you know, you still stay the same. Yeah, you are you. And I think that was one of the reasons when I first got injured, I was so afraid is because I did not know anybody. I had never met yeah. anybody, right. even with a, a disability in general. And so because of that, I had no role model and no reference. And I think I remember being 15 and sitting in my hospital room and looking up at the TV and saying, gosh, I wish there was somebody in the media or on a show mm-hmm. that I could say, hey, they did it. Yeah. Like, I could do it too. And I remember in that moment being, wow, maybe I could do that someday. Maybe I could yeah. be that, that for others. And so the fact that it even happened is, is almost surreal to me in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, seeing what difference it has made and leather uh, the letters mm. and the letters that I've gotten from from other people you know that have gone through it or people that you know are just learning about um, this world for the first time they're they're seeing you know something that they never experienced before and like I said too I think it's a gift in that ways also is that mm. our worlds have been opened up yeah and I feel like sometimes we might some people get bothered being in a wheelchair that other people don't understand 
their disability. But at the same time, all of us, when we first got injured, probably didn't know anything about our disability. And having a show like yours kind of opens everybody's eyes to kind of opens a window to what it is and what goes with the injury. Yeah, I think we all had those moments probably before we were injured where we didn't know. I mean, I remember one very poignant memory for me and it's funny that it stands out but I remembered being in the mall one day and seeing somebody that had a very severe disability um, not being able to speak or or anything um, not being able to to be independent but I could tell like their family was very um, protected uh, protecting them and I remember walking by and just being like well you know I feel comfortable with that mm-hmm. but I don't know how to express that you know and I don't know whether I should look them in the eye or I don't know whether I should say something and right, you know, so when right. I see other people doing that with me it's kind yeah. of I can't judge them for that exactly. I can't say yeah. like yeah. you know don't look at me strangely you know because until you know something, you're going to fear it or you're going to not know. And I think that's what we're all trying to do is bring some awareness. Yeah. I love how they ask my wife, uh, what would he like to eat yes. when I go out yes. to the restaurant? Yes. Like, I can talk. Yes, like you're exactly. Not, yeah, like you're uncommunicative or something. Yeah. yeah. And even if you were, so what? That's the thing. You know, people could just... Know, figure out, you Keep know, so open what? mind, right? Yeah, you're when just, you go into it. Yeah, anybody can be different. There's still people, you now, know. Now, about Push Girls, you guys finished uh, season two, yes. correct? Yes, we finished season two. And right now, you guys are what pending, hopefully, picking up uh, a third season. Yeah, hopefully, it will continue on. Good deal. Um, in some capacity. So, we, um, we definitely, you know, love everybody's support, and, mm-hmm. and hopefully, and I, I, I think too, um, even though Push Girls has, has felt very big and uh, like a big accomplishment to us mm-hmm. and, and also to a lot of people in the community, I really do feel like it's the beginning. I feel like it's just starting right. um, yeah. a, a revolution, so hopefully. to speak. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. And also, wanna, yeah, def- doors. it really is. Um, it wanted to congratulate you on uh, your Critic Choice Awards. Uh, yeah, winners. thank you. Yeah, that was uh, last year, right? Big that congrats. Was, thank how was, you. How was that for you? I think that was actually probably one of the highlights of my my whole experience up until now was the Critics Choice because here we are, you know, at this big event with the biggest TV stars, you know, going on right now, and here we go and we get accept an award just like everybody else. And people are congratulating us and, and really seeing us as, you know, people in the forefront and mm-hmm. um, not afraid, but more excited and excited that the media is changing and opening up um, doors in that sense, too, and feeling accepted in the media. And, uh, yeah, being on that stage and accepting it, you know, was was one of those moments where I was like, here we are, we've made it, but it's also just the beginning, you know? Yeah. And so it was such a... Um, a beautiful experience. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that must have been awesome. Yeah. Be able to accomplish that. Um, so, yeah, as we get to, um, let me see here, we, we're getting close to the end, but I want to make sure we uh, have Jessica ask a few more questions she had for you. Um, well, I had some questions like dating life. I know that when the season ended, you had uh, started dating um, 
one of your very longtime friends. How's that going? Yes. So we are not dating anymore, but we are still amazing friends, which we knew we always would be no matter what. Um, but yeah, so we um, moved on, but I um, do have a boyfriend, a reuniting of an old boyfriend, and um, it's almost... I almost feel silly actually calling him my boyfriend because I have to say, like, this is definitely the one for me. And, um, yeah, we're talking about engagement. And so hopefully that will be, yeah, within, you know, this year. So my life is definitely transitioning. and I better get an invite. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. I need to find a a place where I'm going to have a wedding where there can be, like, a million chairs. I got, a, I got a warehouse just, for you. Just oh, order tables and let them know there you're bringing you chairs. Yeah, we might save some money. Just say, you know what? People are bringing their own chairs. <laughs> yeah. You get to see Ray and I on that dance floor. Oh, that yeah. That be a sight. <laughs> I'll call you guys out first. Oh, yeah. Boog, boogie woogie, right? Yeah. So with all these life-changing um, events coming up, um, you're talking about marriage. And I know you guys were discussing on the show, a couple of you, about having babies. Are you scared to like be a mom in a wheelchair or apprehensive? Or? That's a really good question. Um, I am a little nervous to be a mom, but not because of the wheelchair. Okay. I'm actually a little nervous just because it is a lot of responsibility. And um, yeah, you have to live a selfless, selfless life all of a sudden. So Able body or not? Exactly. And yeah. so, in fact, I would say the wheelchair is actually more of a reason I would want to have a child. Um, because I do want this next generation uh, of people to see a different world and accept a different world. And I've seen, you know, how my brother was seven when I got paralyzed and just seeing how he's evolved because he's been brought up with, um, with knowledge of, mm-hmm. of what it's like to live with someone with a disability and know someone um, on a firsthand basis that he's so open-minded and it's beautiful to see. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's one of my dreams to have a child. And, yeah, the apprehension comes from, you know, just life transition in general. Yeah, you have to put your life kind of on hold and put theirs on the front line. That's you know right. all about it. Huh? Yes, that's right. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that, too. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, it's, that's, go, ahead, go ahead. You're right, though, because my son was four when I got injured, and he just thinks it's normal. You know, when little kids at the park ask him, where is your mom in a wheelchair? He's like, ugh. She's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ari, I remember my brother and his friend like taking my wheelchair when I'm sitting on the couch and forgetting I need it, you know, like and just leaving. And I'm like, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, it's not a toy. It's, you really need it. But yeah. yeah, there's something beautiful about that. And that's when you see that the prejudice, um, you know, attitudes and, and these fears really are learned experiences. Mm-hmm. They're not coming from, from people at their heart. So. Um, yeah. yeah, we can make a difference. That's that's the positive part of seeing that is, you know, we really can make a difference with more awareness out there. Good, good. Yeah, uh, and do you remember that first day you made it out to the Abilities Expo? Oh, yeah. What was your experience like that? What did you feel when you saw all the people out and different resources? I was, I was just amazed by all the technology and all mm-hmm. these new inventions yeah. that I had never yeah. seen. Um, Overwhelming. Yeah, and I was also a little bit surprised that you know, this I think my first abilities expo was before the internet, you know, like really took off. So I'm like thinking about how it's different now with all the buzz, you know, everybody has a new community where we talk. Whereas before it you really only talked at the abilities expo. Right. You know, and um so it's evolved in that sense too. It's just getting bigger and you know, seeing all these people and 
um, seeing how much you know we have gained in you know coming out there and um, coming out you know and, and making a difference and being more independent brings more um, not only awareness but it also brings more technology and more reasons for people to keep going and keep inventing things that will you know make lives a little bit more easier for people. Yeah, that was the first time I found out I had options for wheelchairs. Right? You know, not yeah. only one or two. There was, there's, I don't know, now over ten different wheelchair manufacturers, and oh, yeah. that's awesome when you could have, you know, different options, colors. You yeah. know, make it all customizable nowadays. Oh yeah, that that's the beauty of it. We can put our personalities into our chairs. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, people. I, it's funny when it first started happening. I remember there was a little bit of backlash from people because they'd say, "Oh, well, why would you want to stand out more?" You know, and it's like because I'm already standing out. It's not like you might as well embrace make, it. Yeah, you might as well make people you know have a conversation sure. starter with you in a positive way because like, you know people yeah. are like, "Oh, that's such a cool color," or you know, it, it really helps yeah. your confidence in in the public. I yeah. think so. I've had people actually ask me about my wheelchair, and then they start asking a million questions. Wait, you can customize it. You can yeah. change what. You can do yeah. this. You can do that. Yeah. And when you start explaining how different things on your chair will make your chair faster, will make it turn better, will make yes. it. They, especially guys, they oh, compare yeah. it to a car or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at my wheels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about dating. Chairs. They yeah. have a lot of uh, a lot of pickup lines that are. Yeah. yeah. I'm on twenty four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got twenty fives. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm rolling the bling. You know, but um, yeah, it's it's wonderful. Um, well, as we get close to wrapping up here, I wish man we could do an hour and a half with you guys over here. It's just fun. A lot of cool cool conversations. So um, obviously, you get along with all your uh, former. Uh, friends, you know all the girls, uh, push girls, and um, any any shout outs you want to give out to them? Or of big course, hellos? of course, all my girls. We're we're just as strong as we were, and we're we're sisters, and we really are family. And this experience has only made us even more close. So it's um, it's been awesome to experience that with them. And um, I love you, girls. Miss you. See mm-hmm. you soon. Whoop whoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we might have some of your other colleagues on here. So. That's right. Yeah. yeah, they're more than welcome to come on. So as as we get close to wrapping, um, where can people uh, get in contact with you? Of course, the Facebooks, uh, any other place people could look. You oh up? yeah, you can find me on um, all the social medias as um, my name Mia Shaikowitz, and you can kind of try to guess at the last name when you Google and it'll come up because not everybody knows how to spell it. Um, but my uh, new website is launching. So go ahead and check it out at sincerelymia.com. I have a new blog starting that is actually you know, reviewing a lot of the new products and services out there for people that you know not necessarily have gotten the word out. And I want to make sure that these amazing things are getting the uh, notice it deserves and um, so check it out and read all about it and contact me I'd love to hear from you alright give it up for Mia thank <laughs> big, you big, big applause <laughs> standing ovation yeah Good. sitting ovation yes yes there you go you call it and um, you can reach us at Club Pushroom if you haven't already and then um, www.pushroom.com yeah, you could also uh, reach us on um, iTunes where we, where you could download these audio versions of our podcast and uh, take them on the go. 
Uh, to contact us, you can reach us at info at pushrim.com. Anyone interested in coming in and sharing uh, any resources or cool stories about life after injury, you're welcome to, to email us. And we want to say a special thank you to Jessica for, yeah. for joining us today. You're going to see more of her if she would like to come back at a future date. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and then we could maybe talk a little bit about you and how you're doing in, in your school and graduating and all that good stuff. Of course. <laughs> good deal. And with that, we leave you guys. Mia, thanks so much once again for being with us and, and uh, we wish you good luck and we're all pulling for you so uh, we can get another uh, season of the Push Girls up because I think it's an invaluable way to people uh way for people to pick into our lifestyles and and make a change so uh thank thank you you. for that thank you all right and with that we'll leave you guys till next time goodbye thanks see ya